Welcome everybody. Episode number four. We're still here. We're still here. I'm Hatrick Hockey. Welcome everybody. Ant here as always with my buddy Rob Sawyer. Rob, what's up? Thank you very much, buddy. Lots to talk about, my friend. Lots going on. Lots to talk about. We have a new NHL franchise. Ooh, very exciting. The 32nd franchise in the NHL to the Seattle Kraken. Release the Kraken. It's, uh, what do you think about the name? I don't know. This team's going to get roasted for this name. Think so? Yeah. Yeah. This, there's too many things that go along with it. Oh, they're going to be like, they're where they play and stuff like that. Uh, what, what they call their fans. <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, man. I don't, did you see the jerseys, though? I do like the jersey. I like the color. The swag is yeah. sick. Yeah. It's like a teal, isn't it? Like a, it's like like a, a black and teal. Yeah, it's like a navy blue teal. Kind of like uh, Tar Heel kind of colors. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like that. They're nice. They're pretty sure. All right. Yeah. So they're also, uh, did you hear who could be their first head coach? Is it going to be Gerard Miller? He's, in, he's one of them that was in the running. There's three guys that, that were in the running. I guess the, the front runner right now is Mike Babcock is the front runner for Seattle. And there's also Peter Laviolette is also the other name involved. If you had to pick out of those three, who would you pick? Honestly, I think I would go with Gerard Gallant because look what he did. I, I understand that he had a great team in uh, Vegas. Yeah. But that being said, there's a lot of controversy with Babcock right now. There is. You know, like, he's kind of under the microscope. And do you want that distraction? Did you hear what he did to Franzen? To, to yeah. Johan Franzen? He yeah, like, literally made a grown man break down and cry. He had to go seek professional help. I know. That's how much he tortured that man. That's insane. And, and as a grown man, how do you even put up with that? How do you not just grab him by the throat and... That's what I mean. You're a hockey player, and just that guy. They call him a the mule. Fuck it. They, <laughs> they they call him a mule for a reason. Right. Like he's whatever. not a small man. No, the guy's huge. He could have beat the living shit out of Babcock. You know, like I'm surprised no one. I'm surprised no one did. I'm surprised no one stuck up for him or came forward on this. Like, yeah, that, that that's, that's a shame. Yeah, it is actually. For somebody who has such a, 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 a you know a, a great career in coaching. And, and people look up to him. And, you know, there's a lot of people that respect him. There's a lot of people that hate this fucking guy, too. Who is it? Is it Mike uh, Commodore, I believe? Every time. He just wants to kick just, the shit uh, Every time you hear he anything, said, if I ever see he's him, roasting I, him. Oh, yeah. He said, <laughs> I will punch the fuck out of that guy. Yeah. It's insane how those two. Well, not how those two. Just how, how he feels about them. So, it's insane. Anyways, moving on from that, but I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna agree with you when it comes to the coach. I just think that he's just gets the best out of his players, and like we said, look what he did with Vegas first yeah. year, first year in the league, they lost in the Stanley Cup final, and, and he was a great hockey player. So he you was. know what I mean? He he's got shit to back him, cool. like credentials to back him. Of course, he's been in the league forever. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from that, because we could talk about Hated we, watching him play, though. Yeah. Because uh, he was a Red Wing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he played with Eisenman? Yeah. Moving on, our boy, Oscar Lindblom, signed a uh, signed a new three-year deal. Total view. He is, yeah. So he signed a three-year deal. I believe it's worth $3 million a year. So good for him. over the three years, he's going to get nine mil. So he's going to get paid. And that's with Philadelphia. That's with Philly. Right. 
Right. So Philly signed him. He's all good to go. He's there. He's playing in the playoffs. He's good to go. He's ready to go. He's, he's healthy. So that's good for him. Oscar, good that's luck, a great buddy. Story. It's a great, great, story. great story. I hope he wins a cup. So happy for him. Kind of shitty news here for Hatchrick Hockey. Uh, this past, well, I believe the twenty, the twenty fifth, uh, the hockey world, we lost Eddie Shack at the age of eighty three. Shack played for the Rangers, the Leafs, the Bruins, the Kings, Sabers, and as well as the Penguins as well. Shack played one thousand forty seven games in the NHL over twenty years. So he had a nice long career. Uh, he also is known for, in 1963, he scored the game-winning goal for the Leafs to win the Cup. So we just want to say here, rest in peace, Eddie Shack, and he's a total beaut. Total beaut. Cool story, to... though. Yeah? Cool story. So when I was a kid, uh, like grade one or, one or two, I had his lunchbox. And it said, clear the track for it. Yeah, they were just playing that song. Yeah, and I just loved it. And, you know, like, laying on the floor trying to stay awake at my grandpa's house. And he would be on TV, you know, like, seeing him. And, and he didn't care who you were. He, You went after, like, you know, you went after his guy. He was going after your guy. Yeah. Like, you're, you're a skill player. Yeah. You know, he didn't, he didn't care, you know, what tough guy you had. He was going after your skill player. He was like pretty skilled himself too. He was, he was a great hockey player. Hey, when you you don't when you play over a thousand games in the NHL, you're no slouch. No, and I, I'm pretty sure like when he scored goals, he used to ride the stick. Really? Yeah. Like, like yeah, what's yeah. his name he used to do? Domi. Yeah. yeah. Well, these guys are some, way ahead well, yeah, of, of course. Right? But I mean, that's the guy who I seen do. Yeah, yeah. But it was so disrespectful to the other team, and he didn't care. Yeah, he'll fight. He'll fight whoever. They're off the track. Yeah. Clear the track. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Total butte, though. So rest in peace, Eddie. You'll be Hockey missed. world, yeah. Lost a legend. A lot of stories went down with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, Go on, like, YouTube. I went on and just, I just, uh, just to watch some of his stuff or whatever. And, like, I couldn't believe Hit that. They made a song about him. Oh, yeah. Right? That song or whatever. For six weeks, it beat the fucking Beatles. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's that's how loved he was in Canada, right? <laughs> like you know, the whole I mean? country. Six weeks, oh, insane, insane. Anyways, the NHL guys, everybody has arrived in their hub cities. Want to know the amazing part? Zero positive tests. I saw that. That's impressive. So since they've been there, in there, it's what phase three right now. So it's phase three right now. No positive tests. And you got what the. Florida Marlins that have more than 11 yeah. on one team. The Florida Marlins had 11 on one team. They had to cancel games and stadiums that they were at because they have to deep clean everything. That's insane. One, They went on one road trip and went, well, and came back with 11 all positive it cases. One, right? But here's the thing, though. They don't really they don't really have, like, stay in. Like, they're everywhere. Like, they don't stay, like, the NHL. They, they have, travel. They have a bubble, right? So, so why don't they? They they do the same thing. It's it's gonna work. Yeah, you know, like it, it, in basketball, aren't they going to like a certain place and all staying there and playing from there? Yes, they're playing out of Disneyland, I believe. Okay. And here's the thing: one of the guys, <laughs> I was laughing at this. It was so one of the guys they excused him to. Uh, Go, he had to go do something with his like family or whatever. So when he went back, but it turns out someone snapped a photo of him 
Uh, oh, I saw at, it. At a strip club. Oh, no, I didn't you know. So this guy was at a strip club, and he said that he just went there for wings. Well, if you're going for fucking wings, bud, you don't just go to a strip club for, for wings. Yeah, but I mean, they could be good wings. It could be a buck of wings. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> could like, be like a buck of steak. 50 cent some wings. Strip clubs, yeah, you but, know? dude, when, so you, when you make friends and when you make NBA money, oh, it's not. Like, you know what I mean? Crazy. Come on, yeah, you've here. been buying a franchise. Yeah, you know, yeah. kidding me right now. And then there's... and you're risking everybody else around you. Everybody else around you. Yeah, because what do they say? It takes one to infect forty. Yeah, that's all it takes. So that's all it takes. Ridiculous. Like use your head. Like you got to be smart to do that. Yeah, it's pretty. It's not Arizona. Their general manager, I forget his name, was like Chayak or Chayak or something like that. I don't know. I'm not really. Yeah, whatever. I'm not really too familiar with with them, anyways. But, anyways, he quit his job in the middle. Well, pretty much he just signed a deal, quit his job in the middle of it, like terminated his own contract, terminated everything to go. Here's, Here's the thing was. A few of the NHL teams asked if they could speak with him. So apparently they were told no because he had just signed a deal. And under his contract, he was told that he couldn't speak to other teams about the job that he was currently doing. Well, it would be like coaching, wouldn't it? Kind of, but they gave, they kind of, well, anyways, normally they would give teams the okay to speak with somebody. But, however, Arizona said no. And so he just terminated his contract, and I believe he's going elsewhere. So you just signed a contract, and now you're terminating your contract. He's terminating it. I think he's a year into it. You live in Arizona. How? Why do you want to? I don't not know. stay. I don't know. They're 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 building a, a pretty good looking team right now. I don't and, know. Uh, they're Taylor Hall and uh, Hall hasn't done shit though. Kessel, I, you'll be surprised with. He he just left New Jersey. You know what I mean? Like this True. this poor kid's been. Traded what three times in five years? I want to say. Do you think that's a sign, though? I, I don't know. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a head case. No. But I was gonna say. Do you think maybe he's? I also don't sit in the dressing room. And, I've heard interviews with him. It seems like he. Yeah, he seems. Yeah, he does seem like a good so. guy. We'll see. But anyways, yeah. So that's pretty crazy. So Steve Sullivan has been uh, chosen to be the interim general manager right now. But think, though, they're going into the playoffs. Is that Steve Sullivan that played for Toronto and Chicago? Uh, very well could be, yes. He played in Arizona, too, didn't he? Or Well, when they were over remember. in Phoenix? I feel like he might have. I just remember that one incident where was the, he got hit in the face with a puck, and then he just came back to the bench, and that fan was like laughing at him. Ah, you know, you got hit in the face. Oh, and then the puck went yeah. over the glass again and hit the fan, hit the fan yeah. in the face. And he's laughing. That, and, he, and he's like, come on, bro. Like, oh, let's think, go. And I like, think that that might that might have been him. That was Sullivan, but I don't know if that's the general manager. All right. After this, or after that, sorry. Let's move into the last two series here in the West. Okay. So we'll start in. Vancouver, Minnesota. Where, what do you got? What do you think? I'll let you go first here. Okay, I'm going to pick Vancouver in four. Um, I, I think uh, Markstrom. Yeah, no, okay. uh, a nine eighteen uh, save percentage, which is pretty good. Damn good. You know, and then you look at, at the teams. Their their goals for is uh, three point two five, and their goals against is three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Jordy Ben, 
you gotta love that guy. He is yeah. a hard nosed defenseman. You got uh, like uh, JT Miller, seven, 72 points yeah. on the year. You got Horvat, and you got uh, Besser. You know yeah. that that kid's a stud. You yeah, know who's that like rookie there too? They got Patterson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they still have him. Yeah, yeah. And they got Adam. Goddat too. Just want yep. to say that. Yeah, you just want to say that because he's a beaut. Because he's got the Goddat last name. Right. But uh, you know, you got Minnesota that's scoring three three point one six goals against or four, and then uh, three point one four against, which puts them twelfth and twenty third in in uh, the league. Right. But I don't know with uh, the goaltending who who they're going to go with. You got Dubnik that's playing right now at a eight eight ninety uh, percentage, and then you got Dalak. Sounds right Sound to me. Right? Sounds he, right he's to got me. a nine nine one zero goals against. I don't know. They they have Stahl. He's crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Erickson. Yeah. And uh, Donato. Yeah. I don't know. I I I don't I don't see them going very far. I I I see it being a rough series. I think there'll be lots of fights and stuff. I, I think it'll be very physical. I don't know about fighting anymore. It's just, it just I, doesn't, especially in the playoffs, it doesn't seem like it's part of the game anymore. Yeah. I'd be more interested in, in you know, I, I know it'll be exciting hockey because it's playoff hockey. Yeah. And the whistles kind of get put away, as you'll hear from our interview later on in the show. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I, got, I got Vancouver in four. Honestly, man, first of all, Great fucking job on the stats. You're like turning into a real stat guy now. Um, second thing, honestly, I agree. I agree with you. I'm going to go the same amount of games, same winner, everything. And you hit everything right on the head. So there's not really too much I can say there, folks. Other than the names. Yeah. So uh, so we're both 4-1 to one there. Or sorry, 3-1 to one there. Yeah. Vancouver. Next, Nashville, Arizona. Since you did so good on the other one, take her away, man. Okay, so I like th- this is a real up in the air one. I didn't even like it. I I went ahead and did a, a few stats and, and figured who I was gonna pick, but I, I couldn't come down to a decision yeah. on who, who I want. I I, I love that uh, the Coyotes. I, I think they're building a team. You know, to to not have you know how like a few years back when the NHL was bailing them out all the time. Yeah, because they were terrible. Right. Well, now they're starting to make the right. Steps forward, right? Well, they're bringing in some high quality players, right? Yeah. You know, like, and you know what? The more I hear stories about Kessel, the more I love this guy. I know. He, I did not like him in Toronto. I thought it seemed like when you were, and, and I was, but I, but I never was a big Kessel fan. But he's popping forty goals a, a season for us. Why though? How come you didn't like him? I, I always thought it felt. That his line was shorthanded in their end because when oh. they would dump it up the boards, he was not the guy to go into the corner to get it. He was not the guy to battle along the yeah. boards. He's you know, kind of hanging back, pass me the puck. Yeah, you. like hit hit me on the fly. You know, yeah. like get I'll, I'll get us out of here, but don't dump it up my way. Yeah. So everybody would kind of shade to the other side, right? And, yeah. and Kessel could kind of be left open, but as soon as somebody, boom, you know, he was he was letting you. Right, take the man cannot go shoot the puck, and he can fly too. Yeah. For a guy that eats all these hot dogs, yeah. hot dog tank. 
and nachos and cheese. Whatever. Why wouldn't you? Who cares if he's built like a bag of fucking milk? As long as he pots fucking forty a year, who cares? You get to you get to work out every day, so you you could eat whatever you want, but it's really not in the regimen of how they do things nowadays, right? Like they 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 blood test you to see what the best food is that you should be having in your body to make your body that perfect machine. No shit, you know? eh? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and I, lo- I love the, the, how they do it now because they honestly do blood test you, find out what your blood is missing, and then they tell you what food to eat to put that back in your body. That's like insane. It is. It is. It's crazy. It's like it's like a car, and you plug in your, your diagnostics test, right? And, and yeah. it tells you what cylinder's missing. What, what, what yeah. You know what I mean? Where, oh, where you're, you're sputtering in your engine. Wow, I never knew that. Boom. They, they got it. Wow. It's, it's insane. But anyways, back to uh, back to the series. Right. Right. <laughs> I kind of got on a, okay, a rabbit hole down, down there. I kind of went down a rabbit hole there. But, uh, you know, Nashville's scoring uh, 3.16 goals, which puts them at uh, 12. They're allowing almost just as many, 3, 3.14. Uh, Rani, he's not having a great year. He's, he's point. Eight nine five, um, but I, I'm just not sure. I, I like I like their D. I, I love Alice. I think that yeah. guy can just wheel, and for his size, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He he can he can take it. He knows the game. All in all, final answer. I'm gonna have to go with Nashville. Really, in five, in five though. I was gonna say I was gonna swing the other way in five. I was gonna go Arizona just because they have nothing to lose. They got no. nothing to prove. They got nothing to lose. They can just go out loosey goosey, you know what I mean, and just let her fly. But think about if they get beat out, they get that that first round. That's what I mean. And that kid's going there with Hall and Castle, and you could be building a wagon. That's what I mean. It could it could swing either way. They could get on a fucking heater too and go on a run in the playoffs. For sure, we've seen teams do it. Carolina, and in 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 the year, uh, Phoenix was coming around at the end. That they were. They were putting together some really good games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I'm uh, well, I, I'm excited for this series. But like too. I said, anything that's going five is just going to – those teams are going to be beat on. Yeah. You know. So, okay, I'm still going Arizona. Yeah. Five. Yeah. So that's good. Okay, so now – so we threw up a little photo on our Facebook page and our Instagram. It was of – our interview today. And who got it right? Who was it? Oh, it was uh, Bill Moffat. Yeah. Avery Bailey. Avery Bailey. And, and, <laughs> and Drew got it. Yeah, my, my brother got it. I don't know how he got but it. But I think he put a question mark because he wasn't sure. Yeah, well, hey, he guessed right. <laughs> so anyway, you three, great job. You guys guessed it right. Should we just go to it? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Cassidy. Roll it. Hey, have you ever tried the McGregor Columbia Club? Not yet. Did you know the McGregor Columbia Club has two rooms to accommodate gatherings from small birthday parties to corporate meetings to large weddings and even banquet events? Really? Now, how many does that place seat? It seats over 300 people. They also have an in-house decorator, rental items to work within your budget. Their main spacious hall is ideal for maintaining distance between attendees. Well, what's the food like? Well, they specialize in roasted chicken but also have a full menu offering your favorite dishes. Really? Can you do fundraisers there? They have fundraising opportunities for charities with their fish fry, pasta, 
or steak dinners and other events. Come on. Now what about breakfast? Well, they have an amazing breakfast. It starts at 8.30 on Sunday and it ends at noon, offering your full breakfast menu. Don't they have a cornhole league there too? Ooh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I play in it. It's uh, just getting ready to go. They're just waiting for the okay. Can you find them online? Yep. You can check their menus and events out at McGregorColumbiaClub.com or check them out on the Facebook. And this next guy we have on is an Essex native. He's most known nowadays for being the local 444 president. But no, 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 no. That's not why we got him here today. We have this guy here to talk about his refing days. He spent 17 years in the IHL. So let's give a big hat trick hockey welcome to Mr. Dave Cassidy. <laughs> Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you. My pleasure. First thing we want to know, since you were just actually training with the boys, how are they looking? 73s look are going to look good this year. They got a lot of talent there. Um, they are getting their butt kicked every week. Uh, my wife has them out there at the gym. Um, at, I'll give a shout out to Fury Training Grounds. Yeah, go ahead. And, uh, we should get a sponsor from them. <laughs> she's out there, and uh, no problem, give me. I can get you that. <laughs> I, know, I know people. <laughs> But it's uh, you know no they're out there busting busting their butt they're working hard we got a couple of slackers but Jen uh, don't let anybody slack. So. Are you running with them? Uh, so I'm one of the motivators. <laughs> I, I'm kind of a motivator out there, Gibby. Yeah, thanks. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be running with them. I'll tell you. That. Golf cart, got the golf cart out there. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's good. It's good. The coaches. I've seen the coaches out there. The general manager, Mike Paley, he was out there. Got killed last week. Oh. So the coaches and the uh, general manager out there. So Where, what, what do you? How do you think Mike's going to do this year? Mike is. I'm. I'm excited for Mike. I'm excited that Mike's back in Essex, and uh, you know, I worked with him. You know, uh, we did some community partnership with the local with the Lancers last year, and uh, the, you know, he's just a class act. He's oh, going to he's gonna bring a uh, big, big help to that that team. I'm. I'm excited. And just alone himself, he's going to bring people to the arena too. He's got so many friends and family, and you know what I mean. For sure, for sure, absolutely. He adds a lot of aspects to the game too. Like he yeah. thinks about stuff that not a lot of guys think about, like all that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, he's got a ton of experience. But what we want to know with you, Dave, is uh, what made you want to be a ref, and like how old were you when you started the ref? Well, uh, good question. I mean, I was. Uh, I always, you know, played travel hockey, and you know, when I was about uh, fourteen years old, I decided that uh, I knew I'd make more money picking the puck out of the net than I ever would putting it in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I decided to get involved. I was always a rink rat in Essex. Uh, you know, I can remember the days of uh, Mr. Coomers. He would come and pick me up, and I would go down there and start refereeing 7 o'clock in the morning at a hockey uh, when I was a young kid. And I'd stay the whole day at the arena. I would peg the nets. I would uh, coach the novice juniors. I would run the clock. Uh, you know, and then referee in the evening. So just um, a rink rat. I was a rink rat. rat. My nice. mom would bring me to the, you know, uh, dinner down to the arena, you know, and I'd sit up in the press box, in the old press box, in the old barn. It yeah. was upstairs. I'd mm -hmm. sit up there and have my skates warming on the heater up there and <laughs> eat my dinner up there as I'm running the clock. So it, it, it was, it was, I mean, it was such a great experience, but that's what really, you know, got me going. And then, um, you know, I decided, uh, you know, I was going to go out that year to a um, OHA uh, training camp, and uh, I went to Chatham. Uh, you know, I'll never forget this. Uh, Vic McMurrin said, you should go down there and try out and see. You know, you're a big kid, and uh, 
I think could be a good linesman, you know, uh, in the OHA. So that year when I was 14 years old, going to turn 15, um, I went down to Chatham and the OHA hired me as a, as a linesman to do junior C, junior B, college and university wow. hockey. How tall were you at that point? Well, uh, you know, I'm six five now. Maybe I'm six four because I'm shrinking a little bit as I get a little older. Uh, you know, the plus fifty uh, age, I shrink a little bit. But um, I was, I was always that. I was always, you know, a big, you know, kid. I wasn't. I mean, in my grade nine, ten year, I really sprouted. But uh, you know, I was always fairly tall, so both six five. So I was good size for a lineman, right? Bigger than most players. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually, bigger than most players. Fourteen, 14, 14 years, years old. old. Yeah, I was. It was good. So I, you know, I. I ended up doing um, that for a few years, uh, the college, university on the lines. And uh, then when I, um, you know, then the OHL scouted me and I went in and I started doing uh, major junior, you know, the Spitfires and that working as a linesman there for a few years. And uh, that was, you know, quite the thrill when you get making that step. Like, it's almost like the players. You get scouted the same as the referee is. Yeah. The players get scouted. But you can imagine there's... 25 players on a roster and there's one referee, right? right. So it's, you know, the odds aren't, aren't that good. <laughs> you probably had some doozy games there, right? Because back then, the OHL was a lot different than it is now. Oh, it sure is. I mean, listen, they had the, the old barn, as you guys remember. It was uh, quite the facility, that old barn. And uh, there was some real barn burner nights in, in there. And, you know, but when I first started as, you know, as, as a linesman there, um, the you know, it was, you know, the old Cooper all days, right? Yeah. I mean, they were uh there were some names i mean when you go back to the late 80s with adam graves and featherstone them great teams back then i mean that was a, you know they, they had some real good talent come out of there you know in windsor so um so from there what happened was uh, i got scouted by the nhl and i became an nhl trainee um and you know so in 1989 um i got hired by the nhl and uh as a trainee and what that means is you go around and you referee in the minor leagues, whether it's the Central League, the American League, International League, Quebec Major, all of the leagues, and, and you're supervised. And so there's 12 people selected from Canada and U.S., and you go and you referee. That's what they do. And, wow. they, and you know, they uh, they watch you. And, uh, Were they exhibition games? Or no, no. It was, it regular was yeah, games. regular games. And, and, you know, that's what happens for, throughout the whole season uh, on staff uh, for the NHL. And uh, I, I did that in 1989-1990 uh, season. And then in 1993, as I continued through that process, I don't know if you guys recall, but there was a uh, referee lockout. Yeah, they okay. locked the referees out in 1993. Yep. And uh, they wanted guys in the minors, 12 of us, to go into a training camp in Indianapolis and uh, become scabs. Well, I mean, you know, history repeats itself, right? So. Sure. In 1993 is when I happened to get hired at Chrysler. Same year, I got hired there as an electrician in '93, um, and uh, 11 people went and scabbed in one day. And you're looking at the one right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's you know, I just would I love to have that as my career? Absolutely, but I can tell you, I have no regrets uh, to where it's come today. I mean, you so know, you you got blackballed then? Yeah, they fired me. Yeah. They fired me. Uh, that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they let me go in '93, but uh, you know, it was good. The NHL let me go. However, the IHL kept me on staff. The OHL kept me on staff. So, and that's where I had 17 years in the minor leagues. Um, and uh, it was uh, quite a ride, I can tell you. There's uh, <laughs> 17 years in the minors is a long time. You know that song there? They sing, um, you know, 
they're talking with Davy, who's still in the Navy. Well, like, they're talking with Davy, who's still in the I, and probably will be for life. That's me. That's me. You know, I think they kind of rewrote it. But did you did you have uh, like uh, past physicals? Like, what, what, what did that consist of? Like to become a referee? Like, you know, you show up to training camp as a hockey player, you got to pass, you know, certain kinds of things. Like, did you have to do that as a referee? Yeah, I mean, did you just look at me now and wonder that and ask that question? <laughs> so and look at my glasses and say, years, "Could you man. see?" You know, and stuff like that. No, no. That kidding. explains a lot of calls, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I should have got these glasses earlier in my career, but uh, no. It, you know, yeah. It was. It's exactly like we used. Uh, you know, with the NHL training camp, uh, we used the Toronto Maple Leafs doctors because our training camp was in Toronto. Um, they'd come in, and you'd have to do all the physical fitness. Uh, you'd have to do the runs, the sit-ups, push-ups. Uh, you know, go through all of the stations relative to your health, and they check you out. And yeah, it was it was quite the thing. I mean, I can remember my first year in training camp. Uh, my roommate was John D'Amico. You know, oh, yeah, uh, John wow. D'Amico was my uh, roommate, and he said to me, he "says uh, Don't worry about me, kid. I'll be fine." Uh, and I never saw him. If there were time to we went on the ice and we went through the day, so I had my own own rooms myself. I don't know where he went. I think he went home because he lived in the Toronto area. Oh, so right. I had my own room every. Oh, you know, right. as a rookie, they put you with a veteran and. You know, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to get coffee in the morning and yeah. make sure he has his it's toast and yeah, whatever he needs. But no, it was it was pretty good. It was quite the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So when you wrapped in the eye, those games were completely nuts. Like I yeah. used to watch games. <laughs> Actually, we used to watch you ref. My dad and I, when you were refing, you well, you'd be everywhere in the league. But we would watch your games and stuff. And some of the games, I used to just think like. This poor guy out there on the ice just fights everywhere. Like, everybody's just going crazy. Like, how do you handle that stuff? Like, how do you have an eyeballs everywhere when there's just those line brawls going on? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I mean, it, Anthony, let me tell you. If, if there was the four-man system when I refereed, I think I'd still be doing it. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty easy these days. I, I You know, I'm not saying they, they've taken, you know, back in the day, you managed a hockey game. I mean, it was, the game was different, um, you know. Uh, it was, you know, you know that in the first period, you know, the referees would set the tone and then maybe he's off in the second, the third, you know, period, they put their whistle away, right? That's, but you set the tone in the first period. When you see the hockey from back then versus the way it is now, I mean, like, and I'm not being disrespectful to the game of hockey, but it has changed so much. I mean, I, it almost, you know, I don't want to sound sexist or not, but, uh, you know, it's almost like you put a pick on their toe and take up figure skating, some of them, because it's really... Uh, you know, a lot of people, the Canadian game uh, has changed a lot to the European game. Um, you know, the ranks are bigger. Um, in my opinion, the players, um, you know, aren't maybe as physically tough. The game is faster, for sure the game is faster. Um, but but you really had to survive. And, and back in the day, um, people really played for the love of the game. Today, it's truly a business. And, and, you know, it's not like back in the day when, you know, there was so many it wasn't watered down as much, be it whether it's the minor leagues, whether it's the NHL, you know, you see them expanding all over. So the talent was there back in the day. However, you had to be really talented because, you know, the pickings weren't as big in, in many opportunities. So, but, but on the ice, I can tell you, um, it was, it was, it was awesome. I mean, when you watch some of these players, you know, um, when I was in the IHL, uh, going through the system, you know, you see, uh, you know, I'll, I'll never forget my first game in the NHL. Um, I was on a uh, standby. So so what happened is they called them training assignments. I would sit in the press box with the supervisor and I was, you would watch the game. 
and Paul Stewart was the referee. It was in the old uh, forum in LA, and I was the I was there on a training assignment because I was refing a game in San Diego uh, the night before, and then on my day off, LA was playing, so I went to LA, and then the next day I was back in San Diego. So um, when Paul Stewart ended up going down, he hit his head off the moorings, and back then they didn't pop off, right? They no. they were in there, Still, yeah. so he went down at the end of the first, just towards the end of the first and uh the supervisor went down and they said he's not finishing the game and so uh i got my call and i'm now i'm going in as the referee i'm in you know i'm in la i mean i think back then uh i think it was belushi was the owner of the team is, is that correct or john candy 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 yeah, yeah hit, hit that group was the owners of the team back then they own the they own the kings then yeah I think no they shit were, they were uh when, Gretzky, all the big fans. Oh, I never yeah. knew that. I never knew that. Yeah. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. No, no, that was, and, 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 uh, you know, so I, I went in and I went to, and it was, by the way, it was Winnipeg and LA. So I signal one end, single the other end, go to the timekeeper and I go to drop the puck and the place erupts right behind me, McSorley and Domi. Oh, right off. The, I mean, I literally dropped the puck and it was, it was on. So, and that's when, you know, uh, Ty played for Winnipeg, and uh, you know Marty was in LA, and it was it was uh, that was my so Sorani was on the ice too, then. Yeah, although I mean there was a ton of big you yeah, know yeah. names. Back what did you then. think seeing these guys up close? It'd probably be hard not to geek out when you're <laughs> out, like out <laughs> on the ice, right? Like, 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 these yeah. guys are. This is like Studio Fifty Four now <laughs> in, in LA, right? Like you have yeah, celebrities yeah, in the in, in the Wayne Gretzky's over there. To... Marty McSorley's fighting Domi off the face <laughs> off. Like what's going on here? Somebody's like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd be geeking out, man. I'd be but trying was, not to. It was something, you know. I I, I often tell the story. Um, when I was there, um, you know, and, and you guys remember uh, Warren Reichel. Yep. Yeah. So Warren played there, and his, uh, you know, defense partner was Coffee. Like, Coffee was on the team. He wasn't his partner because Warren was obviously a winger. Yep. So um, they were rooming together, though. And, you know, they were in town, and they got, Warren got his first paycheck, you know, in uh -oh. L.A., and I, and I was saying, Getting and, after it. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, my God, look at this. And, like, it's big yeah. right it's big and uh i can remember uh him telling me the story he says coffee looked at him he says what did you do for the last freaking month dry cab <laughs> you know here we have a hundred and something yeah. i don't know how i don't know what the exact the numbers are yeah. Those two, right? yeah just the you know and so so when you see players like that and they come up through the system i mean you know there was a lot of good players that was in the ihl you know i mean i think the list is non-stop you know you see the reckies and you know, back in the day, um, who came through? I mean, when I first started in the IHL, it was it was pretty much a goon league starting to improve because there were the number one affiliates to the NHL, most of the teams. However, um, they were the feeder players. They were they were the right. feeders. They were the yeah, feeders of the big right. dogs. Right on. Yeah. So so you know when when you're when you're seeing these teams that have there's some guys on some pretty big contracts. Some are on one way contracts. Some are on two way contracts or a minor league contract. But, you know, you always had those small cities like Muskegon, Kalamazoo, you know, the Vipers, you know, um, the, the fans were so behind them because yeah. it was family orientated. The family could afford to go to these games and it was great excitement. Right. You know, it was great excitement. They, I mean, you guys have been over to the Viper games where yeah. the Vipers were there and there, there was something that. for the fans. Everything couple was goals, there. A couple scraps. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. It was, 
and it was always about you know the families and 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 it wasn't about the business at the time i mean sure it was a business because i mean the guys wanted to get to the show right i mean that yeah. was their goal but but the facts of the matter are it was it was about the families and being able to um have the people in the building watching some good scraps i mean there was you had the front row seat always always you know <laughs> some of my friends they'll flip me a youtube video once in a while and they you know i i remember the one in uh the vipers um i was i was the referee actually and i don't know how it happened but andy bezo jumped in one of the boxes he was playing for um, uh vipers at the time he jumped in one of the he jumped in a player's box Holy he started donnie brook and i was coming across the ice so i jumped in the player's box right after him and just grabbed him you can see me pull him out and then on this youtube video uh you're not supposed to do that Dave. i don't know you know it's <laughs> it's interesting um i i get that uh every once in a while somebody will send me something from you know i mean and there's listen it was it was a so many people that you meet through that career but um you know the the but the stories i mean I can remember, uh, I don't know if you remember, I think he was, he might have been a number one pick for uh, the Flyers at the time. His name was Kimby Daniels. Uh, he was playing in Flint, and that was uh, back in quite a few years ago, obviously. I retired in 2002, so I'm kind of dating myself, right? When the IHL folded, um, you know, my career was over. I mean, it was, I had to make some decisions, and, and I did, and I got into my union job at that yeah. time. So, um, but uh, Kimby Daniels, I'll never forget, I had the late penalty up on him in flint and you know minor penalty for whatever and all of a sudden i heard the linesman say look out Cass, here he comes i turn around and he's going to cross check me so i reach out naturally and grab him by the shoulder pads while i take them and throw him to the ice we're about eight feet from the boards and he get falls and goes to the ice linesman jumps in between and it just so happened i'm at the penalty box so we have the penalty box we have the penalty box door i'm in front of the timekeeper and then the penalty box door he gets up the linesman's holding him back you know because he's trying to get through i take my whistle off and i said let him go let him go but <laughs> kimby daniel skated off the ice and he, <laughs> you know, those, were, those were the time you know sometimes you just don't uh, think so the adrenaline I kicks in. where i was <laughs> <laughs> you know i didn't i wasn't a player right yeah. i'm the rep oh yeah. well you can't do that dave so sure you can yeah <laughs> it's the ihl it's yeah not, yeah it's yeah. kind of frowned upon yeah. but uh it was you know there's and, and some of the guys, you know, that, uh, you know, in the back in the day, you know, you had the missing link, Link Gates, he played in the yeah. Tony Twist. Uh, I mean, amazing oh. fighters. <laughs> the list, I mean, the list, those are, you know, Enrico Ciccone, uh, you know, Kevin all Stevens. The, all the big boys. Oh, they were, they were, those were the heavyweights back in the day in the IHL. And they, they, they stayed in the IHL for quite some time. I remember uh, one night in Kalamazoo, another Ty Domi story. How can you? I know, I can leave those on a local Total boy, right? yeah. So uh, <laughs> he was, um, you know, uh, Ty was, it was, Ken Hitchcock was the coach of Kalamazoo at the time. And um, Link Gates was out there and Ty was, I, I, he, he might've been playing for the Baby Leafs at the time. Um, I'm not sure exactly which team it was, whether it was um, St. Catharines, because uh, they were in St. Catharines for a while or St. John's, Newfoundland, but Anyways, they're playing in Kalamazoo and ties in this fight with Link Gates out front of the Kalamazoo bench, right out front of the bench. I'm refereeing and the Lions are waiting for these two. These two heavyweights are going at it and Ty is getting 
he's getting a problem. Is there like a foot difference in between oh, those it's guys? Huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ty says he's five ten. I'm not sure if he makes five ten, but <laughs> Link would be about six four and right. about you know two hundred and forty solid. Yeah, Ty don't give a shit though. No, no, never, never has, never will. <laughs> Who fights and smiles at the same time? Ty Domi. Ty Domi, you got it. And and you know, and so he's he's getting hammered. And he, I can remember him looking up to Hitch, and he says, "Is this the best you got?" Oh Meanwhile, he's like, you know, he's just going at it. He's just, he's just a gamer, you know. Yeah, you see yeah. things like that. You don't see those anymore. No. You know no. what I mean? You, well, you got you get the, what's his name there from uh, the, the Knights, the Vegas Knights there. Uh, oh, Ryan Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. You got Reeves, uh, Wilson. Yeah, but Ryan Reeves can also score goals, too, yep. though. Well, like I, I can score goals. Well, yeah, he but not Reeves definitely player. scored more than Ryan Reeves. But I, or sorry, Reeves scored more than Ty Domi, sorry. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Reeves still has a lot more of his career your laugh too yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's that. i'll get my stack guy yeah, stack, guy, <laughs> stack, stack guy rob here i'd love to see this what i want to know too is what is the you know how guys after the whistle they get those scrums and everything what's the craziest shit you ever heard somebody say in a scrum wow there's you know yeah no you know really i mean back in the day uh there was a respect um on the ice you know i they didn't call you know their sister this or their mother that that wasn't you know them them guys they played hard they went out there for a minute worked their butt off and you know even in the scrum like that they'd give a shot back and forth but um they would drop the gloves i mean there was none of this you know cross check one cross check another back and you know, push him here, push yeah, him there. Face wash and yeah, shit. like uh, you know, um, some of you know some of the guys who had, you know, they weren't uh, as aggressive. We'll call them. Uh, those are the guys who showered with their gloves on, so they never dropped their gloves. Right, oh. <laughs> just glued on. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody, I'm really sorry, but we had to stop that interview halfway through because we had Dave for like an hour and forty minutes. Like, great stories. What a beaut. So. Uh, yeah, so stay tuned for uh, part two of that. And there's plenty more coming. That's yeah. just fantastic. Dave had us on the edge of our seat like the whole time. Yeah, I, I the stories are just I I was just hanging on, you know, like I, and and then it, it just got got too late that we had to shut her down. Yeah, it was a great time though. Anyways, so moving on. So we're still. Uh, just so everybody knows, we're still working on the merch and stuff. We're trying to get everything in order. We just got all our licenses and stuff, so we're all good there now. So we're 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 working on it. There's gonna be merch coming soon. We knew this would be a time. We knew it would take some time and stuff. We're trying to work out all the kinks, so we're pretty close. It's coming in soon. We should have some hats soon. Well, and it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be worth the wait. Nothing. That, we got nice stuff. Okay, we're holding out for the better stuff. But we, we, you do like better, yeah. So we're we're holding out for the better stuff. Should be good to go there. Um. So hopefully you guys like that that interview there. I enjoyed it. I I can't wait to hear it drop. So it should be good. That's about all we we got for you guys here. What do you think, Rob? Well, we gotta give a shout out to uh, Claru and Son again. Uh, you know, my pop just loved this kid, Dusty. He he just thought this kid is a salt of the earth, and uh, you know. He he does very well at what he does, and you know, like I say, you you want to get your roof done, you call Kuru's done. Just call them up, guys. They're awesome. So on that note, we're all finished up here. What do you, what do you say, Rob? Should we go have another beer and uh, 
get on cracking these beers. Well, well, let's go crack one off air without the mics in our face. So until then, until next week, everybody, Aunt Rob signing off. Peace.